Chapter 3. Selecting an Audience Walt Disney is famous for having said, Build it and they will come. And it worked incredibly well for his, his theme parks and his whole business. But keep in mind, this is not the way it works with songwriting. First and foremost, you need to decide which market segment you're going to be targeting and then create songs specifically for them. Yep, you can create songs that cross multiple genres, but it's tougher than it seems. May require remixes, collaborations, and all kinds of additional stuff to pull off, which means added time and, of course, for, especially when you're starting out, the big problem is added expense. So, to help you figure out which audience to go after, you want to ask yourself a couple of questions. First up, what type of music do you like? If you try making music for a genre that you don't particularly like, then as a songwriter, you'll probably figure out really quickly that this is one of the toughest things you'll ever do. It's really difficult to write songs for a genre that you don't like and can't even relate to. Much easier to stick with things you're familiar with because, like it or not, music tends to be very culturally based, very culturally related. You want to stick with a genre that you're, you, you can relate to. Now, I probably wouldn't do a good job at writing a rap song. Not because I can't write, but because rap is tied directly to a culture. In the same way, dancehall music, which is a music form indigenous to Jamaica. I grew up in Jamaica. But could I write a dancehall song? Maybe, maybe not. It's that particular aspect of the culture. There are certain aspects of it that I'm not as familiar with. I didn't necessarily grow up like that. So it would be quite a challenge for me to do it. Now, I, I have done songs that you could kind of call dancehall, but they're dancehall influenced, not straight up unadulterated dancehall. Now, a huge mistake I see youngsters, especially here in the Caribbean, trying to do is create and write and perform rap songs intended for an American market. And it fails every single time. They are competing not only with a music form, they're competing with a culture that they don't understand. And that's the problem. In the same way, rappers trying to write and sing dancehall songs, a dancehall audience just won't particularly be impressed because there's that lack of connection. So it's very important for you to, to find a, a to, to, to go after a, a, a genre that you're familiar with, that you can relate to. It's so much easier to be sincere, to create a believable song when you can relate to the material and the audience it's intended for. Another question you want to ask yourself is, are your writing chops up to scratch? Now, you have to be brutally honest with yourself here, and it's probably a good idea to get a second opinion. Because if you're not going to be realistic, you're only going to set yourself up for failure. Can you honestly compete with the top 100 acts in your chosen genre? When your songs are played side by side with, with, with hit songs in that genre, do they really measure up? Or do they look kind of odd? Do they not fit in? Do they sound like they need a lot more work? Do, do your songs sound more like demos than actually finished songs? This is something I see a lot too. I got this really amazing song. Someone will tell me. And it's, it's awesome. It's going to be the next hit. And then you listen to it. And, you know, if, if, if I have a relationship with, with this person where I can be brutally honest with them, I have to tell them, this is a demo. This, this needs, it's got potential maybe, if it does. But there's plenty of work to be done. So you have to be brutally honest with yourself. And if your writing chops aren't up to scratch, you're going to need to work on them. Don't worry, though. In a later chapter, I'm going to be showing you some very clever tricks to speed that process up. Now... Another thing you need to ask, uh, are you ever compared to popular acts in your genre? 
this is actually a good thing because it could actually mean that your writing chops are up to scratch and that you're or, or you're very close. If you're being compared to other acts, you know, you you sound like this particular artist or that particular artist. Man, you sound great. You should do this for for a living. Then that's a good indication, but doesn't mean that there's still not work to be done. Next question you want to ask yourself is: Would you fit in with your competition? Now, if you look at the the other singers and bands that are going after the audience that you've chosen, do you fit into this group? Would are you a good fit for this group, or would you stick out in a bad way? Here's the thing: your audience needs to connect with you. Also with your song, yes, but they also need to connect with you. There needs to be some sort of connection between you and them, something that you both have in common, whether it's uh, a particular lifestyle, a uh, particular way that you grew up, um, the things that you talk about in your songs, whatever it is. You need, there needs to be some kind of connection. And if you don't fit in with this audience, chances are you won't fit in with the, the group of singers and performers that are um, appealing to this audience because you, you tend to gravitate towards things you can relate to. Another question you want to ask yourself is, are your songs marketable? Now, when you start to compile songs, there are a few groups of people you need to win over before your song will even get anywhere near to an audience. I'm talking about managers and publicists and marketing teams and promo teams, record labels and um, program directors from radio stations. All of these people will have to sign off on your songs before it will start to get the promotion that you think it deserves. So you need to be thinking of them this is actually your primary audience before you before you they even get to the audience. Your audience is the, the long-term goal, but you have to get through the gatekeepers, you know, the managers, the publicists, the record company people, before it will even reach the audience that you're after. So you have to make sure that they like these songs too. Why? Well, they have a job to do. You give them a song, they will now need to do whatever they can to market it. If your song it, you know, appears and it, it, it looks like it's going to be difficult and they can't see a clear path, they're not going to want to work on this song with you. They're not going to want to work to promote it. So you have to convince them first. Perfect example of this is the song It Wasn't Me. When we, when we presented this song, our manager wasn't really feeling it. I didn't understand why at the time. I just thought he didn't like the song. I, I didn't get it until years later we had a conversation. And he, he clarified for me that it wasn't that he didn't like the song. He just had a really hard time figuring out where he would play it. What would he say to a marketing team or a promo team? How would he convince someone on the radio that this is a hit song? Luckily for us, radio chose the song itself. So there was a radio DJ that played the song and the audience reacted and it was awesome. And so from that now, this is when he jumped in. He's like, all right, I see the path now. So he jumped all over it, got the marketing team behind it, got the record company on board, and the rest is history. It became a huge monster hit worldwide. Now, when you're looking at your songs, you have to be thinking, will your audience like it? Do you like it? But also, will it be easy for your, your team to market it? Now, once you've gotten clear on these questions, you need to choose. You need to figure out, you need to make an informed decision based on the question that you've asked yourself, to choose a market to go after. If you skip this process, which you can, and most of us actually do in the beginning, it's not to say that you can't get a hit, but it'll be based more on luck than on planning. And it's very frustrating when you're depending on luck and you, you know, you're writing songs that you think are great, but they're not going anywhere. 
These are the questions you haven't answered yet. And you need to get clear on these first and they will kind of direct you and point you in the direction of the of where you need to be sending these songs, where, what, how they need to be sounding, what topics they need to be covering, um, who am I singing to? You need to get all these things clear before you move on to the next steps. Now, it's very possible that you'll end up creating songs that start out in one genre and cross over into another. This is awesome. This is exactly what you want to happen as what it ends up doing is opening up whole new markets for you and really for your marketing team. This is, of course, more opportunities to pursue and capitalize on, but it's not always easy to achieve. This can definitely happen, um, and it tends to be easier with deeply cultural songs, but it's also very difficult too. So, for example, a song like um, Gangnam Style. That song isn't even in English for the most part, but it blew up and it was huge. But it was, I haven't heard another song like that come out and blow up because it's a very difficult thing to do. That one just happened to catch on for many of the reasons that we're going to discuss later on. But it's a difficult thing to do. If it wasn't, then we would have had three or four or five more. All right, so in the next chapter, I'm going to talk about setting up your own home recording studio, what you need, what you don't need, and how to get it done quickly and inexpensively. So I'll see you there.